Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. Check your weapons at the door. It's the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The Medicare podcast that draws a line in the sand. Country Joe McDonald taught him to spell. Give me an F. Give me a U. Medicare expert Doug Jones. Hello, everybody. It's so wonderful to know that you're out there listening to this podcast. Welcome to the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. This is the podcast that tries to help you feel confident about your impending encounter with Medicare. We uh, often encounter people who are trepidatious about uh, their approaching 65th birthday or their retirement from their employment and their departure from their group insurance plan that their employer has provided for them. And they say, what am I going to do about Medicare? Well, I have an answer for them. The answer is a very simply stated one. It's contained within the covers of the Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023 book, which you can buy at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. You'll have your choice of the uh, paperback, the hardcover, which is a magnificent work of art, the uh, Audible book, if you want to just listen, perhaps while you're driving, or the Kindle version, which is very inexpensive and is almost instantly accessible. Uh, If you have one of these reading devices that uh, they can download the Kindle version to, you'll have it in your hands in no time. And within the covers of the Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023, you're going to find The answers to most questions that can be asked about people who don't know a lot about Medicare. Uh, We have some instructions, things to do, things to stay away from, and ultimately the best kept secret in Medicare is revealed to you. So go buy the book, take a, a short time, no more than an hour and a half, and read the book, and you will be an expert in Medicare. You'll feel so much more confident, and you'll probably want to contact me and say, hey, I'm going to go on Medicare, and I want you to provide my Medicare supplement and my drug plan, and I'm going to be very happy to do that. In the meantime, I'm very happy to be sitting here across from Randy Carson. Not really across from him. He's on my computer screen, but he's just down the road. I'm back in Arizona, and I couldn't be happier about that. Good morning, Randy. It's great to see you. Mr. Jones, I am so happy to see you. Welcome back home. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Couldn't be happier. Well, I have to, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to tell the audience. I, when I first dialed up to start doing the recording, Doug was out in his front yard dancing up and down, just (laughs) so happy to be back in Arizona. He could not contain his excitement. I was putting on a show for the neighbors, and uh, I was finally persuaded to come back inside 
but uh, <laughs> it was it was fun being out there. It's seventy nine degrees. It's eleven. Yeah. It's a little after eleven in the morning, and it's just a magnificently beautiful Arizona day. And I'm so happy to be back enjoying it after Illinois, after well, snow yeah. on Halloween, after yeah. freezing, yeah. freezing, freezing our nerds off. I mean, it was in the middle 80s every day when we got there, and uh, it was snowing on Halloween by the time yeah. we were packing to come back to Arizona. Well, this this is the reason that you're a little bit higher up the mountain in the high ground, as I always describe it. You are clocking in at 79, and I'm down right. the street. I'm down the right. I'm down the mountain a little bit, and I'm at 80. Well, so. there you go. Uh, my next home may be down the mountain where it's a little <laughs> bit warmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even in Arizona, as you well know, and you've announced on many occasions, we can have Arizona freezing weather, which is oh my god, yeah. It, it's still nicer than it it would be in the winter in Illinois or other points north, but it's still for us those of us that aren't not acclimated to the cold weather, it's kind of unpleasant. Well, while you were out there in the land of Pugsley, I was back here, and there was a couple. Oh, let's say three, four, maybe three, four days where it got. Okay, people are going to laugh, but it, it got down into the high 50s. Okay, so now, was that, that the, the that, nighttime that, low? Yeah, this that's Arizona freezing. So I was I had to get up at night to let the kids out, and when I and I finally got to the point where I can't stand I can't stand the cold weather. So by the time this this little cold snap, 55 degrees ended, uh-huh. I'm I'm out there standing around like Nanook of the North, you know, sure. trying to get trying to get. <laughs> oh god yeah it's uh it's the kind of thing that you have to get acclimated to and when people talk about oh i would never go to arizona it's too hot for me i tell them if you step off an airplane in the middle of summer in arizona it's going to kill you right there that's just the surest way to uh commit harry carry but yeah. if you live here if you're here in the spring when it starts to warm up and you're acclimated to it by the time summer rolls around it's not nearly as bad as you think it's going to be it's uh, actually keeps the riffraff out too, so that's an important factor. <clears throat> oh yeah, I, I've actually seen people getting off of the plane down at Sky Harbor, and uh-huh. especially especially when they have to come down, you know, on a normal stairway as opposed to a jetway. Right, right. I, I've seen them falling off of that thing and hitting the blacktop like flies. Yeah, you uh, people find this difficult to believe now, but fifty years ago, we moved to Tucson to finish college with two Corvettes, one very sweaty baby, and no air conditioning in the cars at <laughs> and all. Not and, a, people, and not a happy baby either? Well, she uh, she was happy, but she sweated a lot in the Tucson <laughs> weather. And now you wouldn't think about driving around in Arizona without air conditioning in your car. Oh, no, no. I mean, I sit there today, and you know, back in the day in, in Nebraska, out in the western Nebraska, we didn't have air conditioning. Yeah. So I, I can remember, you know, like when it was, you know, like 90, you know, high 80s and, uh-huh. you know, humidity up at about, you know, 132 uh, percent. Right. I can remember laying in my bed going, this is freaking hot. <laughs> yeah, we had no air conditioning in the first house in Illinois when I was four years old. Uh, my parents built a house in about 1960, and it was big enough for two furnaces. One furnace wasn't good enough. It had two furnaces. It had all the equipment to add the air conditioning coils, but yeah. they didn't do it. They Why? Do it. Why? I don't, I don't know. We lived out in the way. We had eight acres of woods, and uh, we were surrounded by another 
a few square miles of woods and and country living and my parents just did not want us to get soft and uh, not enjoy the out of doors so we had a few miserable summer days in illinois without air conditioning but uh that was the so, first thing i did when i bought my my house uh, <laughs> uh in 1985 put some air conditioning in that thing so the so the systems you know are affectionately nowadays known as hvac in, yep. in that particular case it was just h I had two H furnaces. Yes, so there was uh, HV. It was HV. Okay. Uh, no AC, but it had HV, heat and yeah. ventilation. Okay. So now, but still, the minute you signed the paperwork, you said, "Okay, I need some of this AC Absolutely. stuff." And I had a friend in the business, and I called him up, and I said, "Come on over. I got all unlimited free beer for you while you install my AC." So. It was a, a refreshing change. When you come out of here, I want this to be HVAC. Right, right. So that was a, a marvelous uh, improvement. But, you know, I, w- I grew up tough. You probably were tougher, too, than a lot of kids nowadays might be. Uh, you know, it's just the way things are. We put up well, yeah, with I grew of- up and I grew up, you know, up to my, you know, because I lived on a ranch. I mean, not that sure. this is, you know, not that this is uh, the way you want to <clears> describe <throat> any ranch, but there's some stuff goes on in a ranch, you know, like you're up to your hips and horse shit and everything else. Yep. I mean, my my immune system, I think, is pretty good because of that. Yeah, I would think so. If you uh, actually, if you are exposed to a lot of that stuff, then you get tougher, and hopefully, um, that allows you to fight off diseases and stuff. I, you know, I don't know if it works, but I'm relying on that theory. So well, I'm I am a- too because I'm I'm not I don't want to be a you know, you see all these mothers down at the end of our cult, you know, down at the end of our, you know, yeah, HOA, right? Drag, dragging their kids down. It's like a not even a quarter of a mile walk, and they're dragging the kids down there in the BMWs and letting them sit in the air conditioning <clears> until <throat> the bus gets there. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I uh, years ago took my grandsons to their elementary school in California, and there were kids that were d- dropped off by their parents who had their little backpacks on stewardess uh, wheels. So they couldn't even carry them on their backs. They had to wheel them behind them. On the... Now, there weren't that many of them, but I thought, holy crap, this is California. A lot of a lot of th- weird things start in California and then travel across the country. So I was picturing yeah. little kids pulling their backpacks around like stewardesses, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Well, did they have the little hats and the uh, kerchief? Yeah, frankly, I was just... I, I was uh, traumatized. I don't know. I didn't retain that. Many. And speaking of speaking of traumatized, I've got a couple of important things to talk okay. about. Okay. Well, you know something? I am going to say let's march forward because I am the nominal producer. So I, I need to hold this up. I need to hold this up to scrutiny here. Well, I'm glad you're cracking the whip because I think you're going to like what, what you have uh, on your plate today. But uh, the first thing I'm going to deal with is an article that was sent to me by a client of mine named Robert. He, uh, I didn't ask him for permission to use his last name, and he uh, didn't volunteer. And I'm just, I didn't even know he was a fan of the podcast, but he sent an article in that uh, I think is pretty valuable. It again points out the uh, dangers of having a health insurance regime that relies on Medicare Advantage plans that have a lot of negative consequences, a lot of possibility of disappointment. And it's um, even been brought home to me more 
vividly because I have several clients over the last few weeks that I've been dealing with that have been screwed over by Medicare Advantage plans and have been unable to get out of their Medicare Advantage plans that treated them poorly, uh, except for the fact that in Illinois, we do have an outlet. There is a guaranteed issue company that's available to my clients in Illinois. Any of you that are listening that have a Medicare Advantage plan that feel as though you have been wronged, uh, some of my clients had to uh, go to rehab after surgery, and the Medicare Advantage plans that they had were not allowing them to do that. One couple sued in court, won $9,000 settlement because their Medicare Advantage plan had denied them the opportunity to go to rehab. And because of that, there, this woman's injuries were, uh, you know, not completely corrected by the surgery and her complications grew more intense. So there is some activity going on. And this uh, article sent to me by Robert is entitled Deny, Deny, Deny. This is the headline. By rejecting claims, Medicare Advantage plans threaten rural hospitals and patients. Medicare Advantage plans are taking over Medicare and they're taking advantage of elderly patients, says the CEO of one Mississippi facility. He said they don't want to reimburse for anything. For decades, uh, Rose Stone, who is a woman, uh, you know, they always have to drag in a an example, a sympathetic person who has been uh, harmed by the evildoers in the article. So in this case, it's Rose Stone. For decades, she counted on the Alliance Healthcare System in rural Holly Springs, Mississippi, for her medical needs. But after she retired and signed up for a Medicare Advantage plan, she was surprised to learn that it didn't cover her visits to the nonprofit Alliance, the only healthcare provider within 25 miles. Stone had a choice, use her own money to keep seeing her regular doctor, or drive out of town to see a physician that she didn't know, but whose costs were covered. So Rose Stone of Holly Springs, Mississippi, said she stopped going to her doctor after her Medicare Advantage plan would not pay for the visits. It was a mess, Stone told NBC News. I didn't go to the doctor because I was going to have to pay out of pocket money that I didn't have. Some 31 million Americans have Medicare Advantage plans, private sector alternatives to Medicare, introduced in 2003 by Congress to encourage greater efficiency in healthcare, just over half of the Americans on Medicare are enrolled in one of the plans offered by large insurance companies, including United Healthcare and Humana. Problems are emerging with the plans, however. Last year, federal audit from 2013 was released. Wow, that's 10 years old. Last year, it was released. Uh, this is an, a current article. It was... Um, published in, on October 31st of 2023. But anyway, so this audit from 2013 um, was released showing that eight of the 10 largest plans had submitted inflated bills to Medicare. As for the quality of care, the Medicare Payment Advisory Commission, a nonpartisan agency of Congress, said in a March report that it could not conclude Medicare Advantage plans systematically provide better quality over regular Medicare. But they'll tell you that they do. But this uh, theoretically nonprofit organization says it's impossible to prove that they provide better care. Now, even worse, because the plans routinely deny coverage for necessary care, these plans are threatening the existence of struggling rural hospitals nationwide. 
This is uh, due or as uh, reported by CEOs of facilities in six different states. While the number of older Americans who reply on or who rely on Medicare Advantage in rural areas continues to rise, these denials force the hospitals to eat their increasing costs of care, causing some to close operations and leave residents without access to treatment. They don't want to reimburse for anything, this Dr. Kenneth Williams, CEO of Alliance Healthcare, says. Deny, deny, deny. They're taking over Medicare, and they're taking advantage of elderly patients. This Dr. Williams is something of a local hero in Holly Springs. When the area hospital was in danger of closing in 1999, he marshaled resources and bought it to keep it open. It serves a county with 38,000 people. Still, this spring, he had to shut down a longtime geriatric psychiatric program that had served the community for over eight years. Coverage denials from Medicare Advantage plans killed the program, he said. The Alliance Healthcare System Clinic in Holly Springs, Mississippi, last month, Andrea, oh, that's a <laughs> picture caption. Pardon me. Uh, Medicare Advantage plans are sold assiduously by celebrity pitch men. One is Joe Namath. as a better way for Americans to qualify for Medicare to get insurance coverage. Many plans add services such as dental, hearing care, and wellness programs not offered under traditional Medicare. We'll talk more about that uh, later on. The U.S. government pays most of the beneficiaries' premiums to the insurer, uh, which is offering the plans. Uh, former New York Jets quarterback and Super Bowl champ Joe Namath um, is uh, one of the pitchmen for Medicare Advantage plans, certainly one of the most well-known. If the government hoped that Medicare Advantage plans would reduce the cost of care, that has not been the outcome. Medicare pays the plans about 6% more than it would spend if the plan enrollees were covered under regular fee-for-service Medicare. Uh, Medicare payments to the plan will total $27 billion this year, uh, more, $27 billion more than if the patients were enrolled in traditional Medicare. A new enrollment period for the plans began in October. State insurance commissioners told NBC News that they, too, received many complaints from consumers stating that they were sold Medicare Advantage plans without understanding their limitations. A major complaint uh, is consumers are not aware that their doctors are likely to change under the Medicare Advantage plan. Medicare Advantage plans have grown in popularity in recent years with enrollment more than doubling nationwide uh, since two thir 2013. One explanation, the plans are often cheaper. Paying for a Medicare supplement is a little more expensive. Uh, another reason is that many companies, large companies that have retirees that they promised health insurance to in retirement are forcing their retirees onto Medicare Advantage plans because then the government pays the freight. The companies don't have to pay any uh, premiums to Medicare. Another reason for growth may be the significantly larger commissions the government pays to brokers selling Medicare Advantage plans. Next year, 2024, CMS will pay brokers a commission of between $611 and $762 for the first year of a Medicare Advantage plan, depending on the state and roughly half of that on annual renewals. On Medicare supplements, uh, by contrast, uh, the government allows for payment of just about $100 in commissions for the first year and $50 a year on renewal. I think that's inaccurate. 
Um, it's actually, it can be less, but then of course I sell plans that don't cost nearly as much as the average Medicare supplement plan. So the article's uh, heading towards its conclusion. Brokers selling the so-called Advantage plans aren't the only ones making money on them. United Health Group, the largest Medicare Advantage provider with 7.6 million people in its plans, generated $257 billion in premium revenues in 2022. That's 13% over the previous year. A significant driver of that growth was Medicare Advantage plans the company's financial filings showed. Humana, the next largest provider, counts 5.3 million Medicare Advantage customers during the six months that ended June 30th. Almost 80% of Humana's $51 billion in premium revenues came from individual Medicare Advantage plans. Meanwhile, CEOs of rural nonprofit hospital systems in Arkansas, Colorado, Mississippi, Missouri, state uh, South Dakota and Texas told NBC News that Medicare Advantage plans repeatedly refuse to reimburse them for the care they provide. Some 170 rural hospitals are at risk of closing in those six states alone, according to a report from the Center for Healthcare Quality and Payment Reform, a nonprofit advocacy organization. So that could be kind of a depressing view of things because Medicare Advantage plans are reaping havoc in rural areas of the United States and um, causing financial difficulties. Sometimes, I guess you could describe it as financial disaster for hospitals in rural areas. And um, I would say that that is kind of a depressing thought. But I want to close this episode with a beautiful thought. It seems that our struggle, our fight against Medicare Advantage plans may be actually showing a uh, a positive impact. We're one of the first people I know of to warn people about Medicare Advantage plans. We are among, and I, I include Randy in this because he has been right there with me. He understands the negative aspects of Medicare Advantage plans, and he and I are like soldiers. And I thought for a long time that we might be the only ones, but then others are starting to join our cause. And here's an article with a headline that I just brings warmth to my heart because it shows that things could be turning around. This is an exclusive uh, dated yesterday, November 6th. Cigna, which is a huge, huge insurance company, Cigna explores shedding Medicare Advantage business. Some sources have reported that Cigna is thinking about getting out of the Medicare Advantage business. Well, that is um, welcome news to hear. Let me hit a little bit of this article. Uh, Cigna Group is exploring the sale of its Medicare Advantage business, which manages government health insurance for people age 65 and older, a move that would mark a reversal of its expansion into that sector, according to people familiar with the matter. Cigna, which got into the Medicare Advantage business with its $3.8 billion acquisition of a company called HealthSpring, and that acquisition occurred in 2011. They would be backing away at a time the U.S. government is tightening its purse strings in reimbursing health insurers for their services, if it does go through with the move, that is. Cigna is working with an investment bank to evaluate options for its Medicare Advantage business, which could fetch several billions of dollars in potential divestment. The discussions with interested parties, including other companies and private equity firms, are at an early stage, and Cigna may decide to keep the business, the sources added, requesting anonymity because the matter is confidential. Cigna's Medicare Advantage business generated 4.4% of the company's 
$180 billion in revenue from external customers in 2022. Those eligible must already be covered by Medicare, and then they can uh, replace that with the Medicare Advantage plan. The Bloomfield, Connecticut-based company said last week on its quarterly earnings uh, call that it has expanded the geographic footprint of the business from 20% of those eligible for Medicare Advantage coverage in 2019 to more than 40%. It also disclosed its customer base had increased substantially. Cigna also said profit margins in Medicare Advantage continue to be below its long-term target of 4 to 5% which is expected to remain the case for 2024. The company blamed administrative expenses as it expanded the business, but also cited changes in the U.S. government's reimbursement model, like the government finally taking a smart pill and they're saying, hey, we're not going to flush all of the taxpayer money that we have been sending off to these Medicare Advantage plans. We're not going to be doing that anymore. At least they're making noises to that effect. Uh, Cigna has said it expects changes to the government's star rating system, which informs some of the reimbursement decisions will lead to a decrease in the rating of its Medicare Advantage business in the year 2024. Goldman Sachs analysts in an April note said the new reimbursement framework introduced by the U.S. government earlier this year would create a near-term overhang on Medicare Advantage business that its exact impact would be hard to assess. Cigna said in September it would pay about $172 million to settle charges from U.S. prosecutors that it overcharged Medicare Advantage program by making patients appear to be more ill than they actually were. It also entered into a five-year compliance agreement with the Office of the Inspector General of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So they're kind of operating under the watchful eye of government watchdogs. The vast majority of Cigna's revenue comes from uh, large employers, blah, blah, blah. I think this is excellent news. Let me read the headline again. Uh, Cigna explores shedding its Medicare Advantage business. That's um, starting to see some light at the tunnel. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. I looked up from reading and one of my neighbors was outside had his face pressed against my window. It scared the heck out of me. At the end of the tunnel? He was at the was at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> he might have been the light at the end of the tunnel, but he, he did see I had a microphone in front of me, so he went away. But anyway, I'm, tell- I'm telling you, I, I I'm that puts that warms my heart that somebody might accidentally be walking away from the Medicare Advantage business because they figured out that it's not good business. Okay. Absolutely. Anybody, anybody that supports in any way, shape or form, Medicare Advantage plans, Medicare Advantage, you know, concepts, Medicare Advantage sales, any of that ought to be ashamed of themselves. Well, it's an evil cabal. It's a, a criminal conspiracy in many respects. And uh, this doesn't mean that Cigna is altruistic. It just means that they might see some handwriting on the wall that other companies don't see yet, or they're good. They want to be on the cutting edge of saving some of their profit yeah. margin by getting out of a losing business. But I'm giving us full credit for uh, having Cigna even question their, their, uh, you know, uh, participation in Medicare Advantage. Yeah. And no, I, I hope I, I don't, I hope I don't hurt my arm patting myself on the back. If you were here, I would pat you on the back. I I really love that information that you just shared with us. I I didn't dream up. Okay, you know I'm the I'm the uh, master of uh, you know odd names. 
Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I didn't dream up these names, these alternative names for Medicare Advantage plans, just for the hell of it. No. I, I originally started out with Medicare Disadvantage plans. Right. Yes, you did. Then I went to Medicare Scam Vantage. And by the way, your names have been used by others out there who obviously are listening to us. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, I got it. I, I, I like that. And and as as you see, I, I started out relatively benign. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then I went to Scam Vantage, Medicare Scam Vantage, which is a little more pointy. Okay, a lot more pointy. <laughs> and then right. now, now I'm at the pointiest one ever. And what is that? Well, you tell me what it is. You say it so well. Metacrap. It's, yes, it's, there it it's is. This, it's, you can either have Medigap, which you ought to have, or yep. you can have Metacrap, which Joe Namath will sell you. I got to say, you have been uh, wearing your thinking cap overtime to come up with these names, and I, they catch on because when I put one of your first ones in the book, uh, what was the, uh, it's the, uh, instead of high deductible, you changed the name to the high value plan. High value, I, high value. I put that in the book and people use that term cool. for the, the most cost-effective Medicare supplement there is, and it's uh, caught on nationwide. Okay, well, that's good. I'm <laughs> glad to hear that because I'm really beginning to see people like Joe Namath Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Let's just say initially he just wanted to make some money. Sure. And he, and he wasn't really all that, you know, judicious about investigating what, where he was getting this. Oh, no. Okay. He, he closed his eyes to it. Okay. The guy ought to know better now. Okay. The guy really ought to know better now, as well as anybody else peddling scam vantage. Yeah. He's kind of a whore. I think I think that's the only explanation. How about some of these other guys, Jimmy J.J. Walker? Yeah, I like that only, guy. I don't see any reason yeah. for him to whore himself out like this. The only thing they're not doing, they're not standing out on a street corner. That's it. Right. Yep. That's that's the only difference that we can see. But anyway, yeah. so we have good news. Uh, just uh, the tip of the iceberg is showing you now. There it. might be might be some uh, progress in the right direction. That's what we're hoping for. And that and that is good to know. So yeah. we need to uh, we've we've run out of our 75 cents. Yeah, we need to land the plane and bring the bus into the station. But before I do, if you want to reach out to Doug, you can always do that at dbj at mlmmailbag.com. He stays up virtually 24 hours a day watching that email box. OK, I, I mean, literally <laughs> dbj. I still, can't, at, I still can't keep up with it. <laughs> I'm, I apologize to all the people that are waiting for my response. I have all of your uh, correspondence, and I will get back to you soon. Absolutely. And last, well, certainly the first on the list is don't forget, Doug Jones is a nationwide licensed agent to help you with your Medicare supplement planning, or you may know it as Medigap. Check us out on MedicareForTheLazyMan.com website. Got some cool stuff going there. We would also appreciate it if you could find a place to give us a couple reviews, review the books, review the website, review the podcast, review something. But numbers in our business, they're all about the numbers. You know that. So anyway, last but not least, thank you for joining us. You could have been 100 different places and you weren't. You were with us spending some time with Doug Jones back home again in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona. And we really, really appreciate it. So long term, we are we still spent, I think, about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones. 
the anti-insurance insurance guy from Oklahoma. No more. He's back home, back behind Cave Creek with his army surplus binoculars looking and watching for Medicare Advantage zombies. And we're going to beat them every time. Thank you That's for joining right. us, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.